This is Kathy Adams. Welcome back to Zen Parenting Radio. This is podcast number 270, I think. Yes. If it's not, I'll correct it later. It is. Um, what is Zen Parenting? You want to know what it is, sweetie? I do. Uh, it is a podcast between a spiritual... Oh, no, we're not going to say that anymore. We're going to say it's uh, a place where you can go to feel outstanding. And who doesn't want to feel outstanding? What do you mean we're not going to say that anymore? Well, I was going to do the whole spiritual and emotional mom thing. Are we no longer that? No, I'm I am now the spiritual and emotional dad, <laughs> and you are the logical and practical mom. No, I don't think so. Um, on today's show, homework, um, a little update on my, my vocations. I'm going to talk a little bit about my Tony Robbins experience. All righty. And what are you going to talk about? Inner disarmament. What? That's a lot of syllables. I know. What did I tell you about syllables, sweetie? Well, it's really about judgment and self-love and, uh, like, not being so judgy. <laughs> what if your judge smells? <laughs> well, then you're a whole different kind of judge. Well, then he's a member of the club. Something as illegal as this. <laughs> Remember that part? I do. I want a hot dog, no a hamburger. Is that what he says? I want potato chips. I want a milkshake. You'll get nothing and like it. I have a little cold. Can you hear it? I can tell. Your your schmales is off. And I almost of took the uh, NyQuil last night, but I, I had it on my bedstand in case, but I slept at a 45-degree angle. I know. It's okay if you take NyQuil, you know. People will... The this world is an ongoing conversation between Kathy and I because I think pills are bad. You need to practice inner disarmament. Are you saying I need to start taking more drugs? No. Oh. That, you just need to like... Lighten up, Francis? If there's something like NyQuil... That will help you sleep when you have a cold but it dries once me out. a year. It dries me out. Okay. Well, and that's the thing is some people will say, well, it makes me feel worse. Okay. Well, then don't do it. But <clears> you sometimes you're like, I just got to struggle and suffer. And, and I, there I are, love struggling. I know. You demonstrate that. <laughs> and sometimes I'm like, you know what? It's okay to take an Advil every once in a while. I mean, if you're like living off of it, it's a totally different thing. But that's what it's there for, my love. Um. What about the conference? Yes. So. What is the conference? People, Not listen. everybody knows what the conference is. Zen Parenting Radio Conference is March 11th and 12th, 12, 2016. And listen, this month, December, because today's December 1st, Todd. Yeah. We have a promo code. We Zen Friend. And you can use it this month, but that's going to be it. So we've had many talks about how to do this. And the promo code is for this month, and that's it. So if you're coming to the conference, which I think you should, because yeah. you're going to have a great time. We are over halfway sold out. And we have amazing speakers and amazing things that are going to happen at the conference. Then get then get your ticket now. Register. Go to zengetsreal.com and get your seat. Um, because if you decide you're going to, if you are if you already know you're going to go, don't wait. Yeah. Because it's cheaper now. So... Promo code is Zen Friend. That's okay? right. Um, I also wanted to mention something else that's coming up. Go ahead. Um, a week from today, December 8th, I am doing a Let's Get Real series. You know these series that we do. Um, it's a discussion about self-love and authenticity. It's at Fitz's Spare Keys. It's myself and Rita Highland and Lorna Samadis talking about these wonderful, um, loving things we can do for ourselves, especially in this crazy holiday season. So please register for that also. Go to zenparentingradio.com and click on events. There so you. those are our let's get real things. You mean let's get real. real. 
real. I want to get real. Because really, that's it for December. Like, that's it for 2015 is the class or the facilitation I'm doing next Tuesday. Don't forget about our, about our podcast, though, sweetie. Well, I mean, we'll have the podcast, but that's it for live events. And then everything is going to be going toward this conference because this conference is going to be Speaking of our conference, amazing. we are going to take about once a week, we're going to talk about one of our sponsors. Okay. We are recruiting sponsors. We have, I think, 10 sponsors already. One of our sponsors is a business called Our Whole Village. And you can find them at ourwholevillage.com. You want to know what it is, sweetie? I know what it is, but I want you to talk about it. It's a platform that will connect families with organized and meaningful trips, tours, and activities worldwide. And their mission is to help parents raise good global citizens. Does that sound okay? So do you understand what they do? Sort of. They put together these trips for families where they can go abroad. Mm -hmm. And so families don't have to do all of the research and figure out where they're going to go or how, you know, what kind of experience they're going to have. They can use our whole village Mm -hmm. to put their vacation together. And is it like more about... you know, mission work, or is it just going no. to the Bahamas to sit on a beach? Well, it's it's bigger than that. I mean, you know how we talk about we want to take the girls, you know, so they can see the world a yeah. little bit more when they're a little older? Right. Um, that's what they do is they help families put those kind of trips together. So even though that's not in our, you know, 2015 or 2016 plans, I definitely want the girls to see the world. And if we do, we're going to go through ourwholevillage.com. You better believe it. And uh, Patty is uh, the person that I think she's the owner, right? She is. And um, so one cool thing about them is that 50% of the profits derived from the commissions that they get as an agent is reverted back to nonprofit organizations. So they're modeling giving back. And not only that, you guys need to like their Facebook page yeah. um, because they she posts pictures of like trips and travels and um, things that they do and other people do. And I really enjoy looking at their pictures and just kind of living vicariously through their Facebook page. So um, definitely follow them. And we're so proud and honored to have them as one of our partners. We sure are. They sure fit into what we are looking for in sponsors. That's for sure. So if you actually run a business, um, I'm in the process of kind of closing out our sponsors sponsorships uh, for the conference. So if you run a business and you want to be represented at the conference or you're planning to come to the conference anyways, uh, you can have a booth there. Just uh, shoot me an email at comments at zenparentingradio.com and I'll get you more information. So I want to start out with homework. Okay. Our daughter, we're not going to name which one. Okay. Because we're going to protect the innocent. Okay. Or the guilty. (laughs) There is no guilty. Um, Was pretty stressed out last night walking upstairs. You know something that I know about at least our two older children, and I think this is the case for most children, going back to school after a break kind of blows. Totally. I think that there is a... It's called the Sunday blues. It is. And and there's the Sunday blues that is your average weekend. And then there is the Sunday blues after not being at school for a week. This is the hyper Sunday blues. This is, Yeah, it's like the accelerator. The Sunday blues on steroids. It is. And I've noticed it with both of them that it's so hard to go back because not only are you having to, you know, get back in that routine of getting up early and everything, but... There's so many things that you know are coming. There's tests or things that you're supposed to turn in. and Plus, you just had all this fun over Thanksgiving break. Right. And you're to- like, oh, man. It's more like, wah, wah. So one of our kids was stressed out. And she was walking upstairs. And her energy was just kind of heavy. Yeah. And you said something, didn't you? I did, but I don't remember what it was. You said something like, what's going on? Like, how are you? You know, this is after we've been together all day. So you're asking how she is after, <laughs> obviously, we've been checking in with each other all day. But um, she's like, well, I'm kind of worried. So that gave the opportunity to start 
having a discussion about what she's worried about. Right. And she had plenty of opportunities during the day, but just she didn't feel brave enough or didn't want to talk about it until the end of the day. No, I disagree with that. I I don't think that kids live in the future like we do. Uh, I think when kids are going through the day. So tomorrow is facing her when she goes upstairs to go to bed. That's right. Because I think during the day, I I mean, and I'm speaking from experience as a kid and I also knowing as many kids. Wait a second, you used to be a kid? I did. And knowing as many kids as I do is, is sometimes you can be anxious about things in the future. I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but I don't think she was like holding it in you know, not being brave enough to tell us. I think she just kind of, it hit her over the head like, oh my gosh, I'm going to bed. And and she also had a ton of homework over break, which yeah. is kind of crazy. Thanks a lot, school. <laughs> we just weird. screw up our vacation. I know. Um, so I just thought that uh, she, we talked for about 20 minutes. Uh-huh. And uh, I even paused the Sunday night football game, which is the Patriots and Broncos. Wow, that was big. And that was a big game. It was a really good game. Interesting um, end. So... But we just kind of gave her a platform to talk about some of the things she was worried about. Now, the one thing I wanted to mention about us is we're a little bit different. Maybe we're similar to a lot of parents listening, but we put really not much pressure on our kids to perform at school. Mm -hmm. We are very um, regimented in how homework gets done, but we don't say, you better get an A in this class or else blah, blah, blah. How about say it this way? We actually have significant expectations about school and its importance what we have no what we're not concerned about is the grade that they receive and when i say significant expectations is that like you said we expect them to show up we expect them to show up and do their best do their best whatever their best means on every given day so one thing you said is like you know what happens she's worried about some english thing Mm -hmm. so what happens if you fail what if you get an f on the paper or an f on the test what's going to happen right and you basically said, listen, this, your mom and your dad are here. We already know everything. <laughs> we already know. And if you, if, as long as you try your best and we know that, we could kind of care less. Is that, is that overstating? Well, no. It, basically what, <clears throat> what happened was she was supposed to have read something. Yeah. And she, it was really long. Like it was an entire book. And she was almost done. Yeah. But she felt bad that she hadn't completed all of it. And I kept saying, but you did your best. She's like, but I didn't. She didn't finish. Because I was sick. The week, so she was sick last Monday, and she's like, so I missed a day, and then I got behind, and so I'm really not where I'm supposed to be or where I should be today because of I didn't do my best then. So then we talked about being sick and that your best is very different when you're sick. Like, what can you do about that? You know, how can you go back and be like, I didn't do my best this day. I was sick. I mean, that's the definition of sick. So there was a lot that we needed to kind of mull through language and words and the voice that was going on in her head. Because when when your children hear you say, as long as you do your best, Mm -hmm. then they think that any kind of lapse in best means that they should feel really bad about themselves. And what I really try and make sure the girls understand is I use, um, you know, Don Miguel Ruiz's, uh, Ruiz's um, definition. Sweetie, it's Don Miguel Ruiz. I know. You did, you said it so much better. And because I, I, like, I speak Spanish. I know. Well, thank you. I used to. Yo hablo espanol. Ruiz. I, Don Miguel Ruiz. His uh, four agreements, the fourth one, do your best. Always do your best. Yeah. That means different things every day. It depends on what's going on. When you're sick, doing your best may mean getting a glass of water and taking a shower. Mm-hmm. Doing your best on a more typical day may mean fulfilling you know, your entire list of things that you were going to do, yeah. plus maybe a little more. 
But we have to understand that we can't be working, you know, it's like when our children are at school or when we're at work, there are some days that we're just really productive and we're kind of in this flow. And some days it's a little more stop, start, stop, start. Yeah. That doesn't mean we're not doing our best. There can be things that get in the way. There can be a headache. There can be, I didn't have lunch. There could be, there was unexpected things that happened. There's stressors at home. And so we're just doing our best within our own bubble. Well, and my thing is, I don't know if all kids do this, but our daughters put enough pressure on themselves and they get enough pressure from their schoolmates and from their teachers and from the system that they don't need it from us. Now, there may be kids out there that do need it from their parents. I don't know, but we're not the types of parents to apply that pressure. And again, I'm just being wordsmith with you. Pressure, I don't think anybody needs. Support, Everybody yeah. needs. Right. I don't think anybody says, hey, I'm going to go out there and apply a ton of pressure to my kids. What, oh, I'll bet you there are. Well, I'm not saying they don't do it. Yeah. I'm saying nobody wakes up in the morning and says that. What they say is, I'm going to help my kids succeed. Yeah. They, That's they, what they think they're they, doing. They use a different name or they, yeah. They, they think they're doing something helpful and often in turn, they're pushing their child the other way. Well, and they're doing it because they got pushed and look how good they've worked out and now I'm going to push my kids so they can work out as good as me, not knowing that we're carrying bags. What they don't believe is that their child is doing their best on a daily basis because they see their child do things that may be more relaxed, you know, maybe um, play a video game or take a break or, you know, hide a book that they don't want to read or, and, and I'm not saying that those aren't worthy of discussions. I'm saying that sometimes we think that our children should be working on full throttle 24-7. And how many of us as adults work on full throttle? None of us do. We think we do, but we're... I have days or I have, minutes. I know. And and the thing is, is for those of us as adults who put that kind of pressure on ourselves, often we're the ones who then put that pressure on our children. And as I was going to discuss, and I'll get into this when you're ready, but about inner disarmament, yeah. is we have to understand the pressure and the expectation we have of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because if we understand that, then we understand what we're putting out there onto our children. Well, I'm going to let you talk about inner disarmament after I talk about our first partner, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care. That's Dr. Kelly. She runs a chiropractic clinic here in Elmhurst, and she adjusts us all twice a month. So if you want to keep your, health, your family healthy, and happy, go to her, chirotree.com, 630-941-8733. Tomorrow we have a Dr. Kelly head-to-head um, -head because you're going to see Dr. Kel Dr. John Kelly. Our other partner. And we, at the same time, have an appointment with Dr. Kelly, our mm. chiropractor. It's a lot of Dr. Kellys. So what are we going to do? We haven't discussed. We'll Should we decide right now? We'll figure it out. I think Skylar and I will go to Dr. Kelly. But as long as you brought up Dr. John Kelly, he's our dentist, and he does a lot of wonderful things with our kids' teeth and mouth. Uh, so Dr. Kelly, it's not your father's dentist, sweetie. He does mm. things um, while thinking about proper alignment, proper airway. It sounds weird to talk about with Dennis, but he's on the cutting edge of everything that is good. So It's overall health. Yeah. Using dentistry to make sure that, that your body has overall health. ChicagoDentistOnline.com. So what about this other thing you're chatting about? Okay. So a while back, the Dalai Lama. The Lama. The Lama. He um, gave a speech, and I can't even remember where it was, but he talked about that what we need to do is practice inner disarmament. If we want to change the world, we have to practice inner disarmament. Now, what does that mean? Like when you when you hear those two words together, it just sounds really grand and big. It means you got to let your guard down. 
Mm, that doesn't sound right. It means you've got to shed your skin. No, you're going the wrong direction. Oh, it beep, needs beep, beep. you need to put on your skin. Well, you know what? I shouldn't say you're going in the wrong direction. Yeah. What? Basically, think about it this way: disarmament. What does that mean? Set down your uh, armor. Yes, but. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Sorry, Todd and I are both struggling with cold issues. Um, it, when you put down your arms, what are you doing? You're putting down your... Arms. Oh, my gosh. Your weapons. Oh, your guns. <laughs> okay, so I'm not talking... <laughs> this isn't a gun talk, but what I'm, I'm trying to use the I language I didn't know we were going to gonna talk about gun control. We're so not going to. Is this to. about the First Amendment? No. Or the second? Which amendment is it? I think it's the second. Yeah. Okay, so anyway, we're talking about when you disarm, you put down your weapons... Inner disarmament. Put down your weapons against yourself internally. Mm. Okay. So what most of us do, and this is going back to kind of what we were talking about with the homework stuff, is we are so hard on ourselves constantly in our head. I am. And and if you are not self-aware, if you don't meditate, if you don't pay attention to what's going on in, in your head, if you think there's no difference, if you think your thoughts are you then that is the constant dialogue that you are allowing to feed your daily experiences. Not only is it feeding the way you feel about yourself, but it's filtering. That That's the filter you look through right. when you're looking at the world, your children, anything. So inner disarmament is having an understanding of how hard we can be on ourselves and putting those weapons down. I'll give you an example. Please. Because a lot of us would say, well, I'm self-aware. I, I, you know, I, I don't do that anymore. Okay. Sometimes when I am meditating, I am hard on myself within the meditation. Like, I should be you know, um, you breathing a, differently. Uh, I should be think. I should be having more awarenesses. I should be more zen or calm. My heartbeat should be more. I am shooting myself through a meditation. Yeah. And while that's which sounds, is the place where you ought not to ever should yourself. Well, and it's not. What's funny about it is. There is no necessarily you. Sh it, okay, it's funny to play with words here. It's not that you shouldn't be doing it. It's the noticing that will maybe shift that for you. Okay. You have to do it to notice you're doing it. Mm -hmm. And if in a meditation I'm doing that to myself, then no matter what I'm doing on in my daily, you know, life, I'm probably doing that, right. even though it's more subconscious, unconscious. You know. So in other words, you're aware when you are self-critical when you're in meditation, whereas the rest of your day, you're not even aware because you're kind of going from one thing to the other. Well, I guess what I'm saying is that the meditation makes me aware of what my... Um, the Inner loop, voice? Yeah, the loop in my mind, the, you know, the recording that I tend to play is a lot more critical of myself than others. Yeah, um, me too. I think that, and I think this is very common. I don't think this is about you and I necessarily is what it means to be a human being and that we all have a tape that we run in our head you know like for example todd if you just spilled something on the rug right now okay i would be like it's no big deal we're gonna clean it up but if, if i spilled something on the rug i would be like oh my gosh yeah. why did i set that there what a, and, totally. and i would totally run this loop about how you you're deserving of compassion but i'm not yep. and 
that's really important to recognize. And, and these are the beautiful things about quiet time or meditation or stillness is that you begin to notice how your thoughts work. Right. And instead of trying to work on them within the meditation, you just notice them. And so then when they come up in your daily experience, you can laugh at them a little bit. Yeah. Like, dude, you are so self-critical. So I wonder if there's a way that you can, because I'm the same way. Like if I, you know, break something or whatever, uh, it's or a really, lose something, or, you get so oh, mad yeah, at yourself. Oh yeah, like I lose my wallet or something like that, I will get really frustrated with myself. Whereas if you did, or one of my kids did, or even a coworker that I didn't love, like it's just an acquaintance, you get it. It wouldn't be that big uh-uh. of a deal. So what can we do to not do that anymore? Well, it's not so much about doing; it's about. But noticing. I like to do. I know you do. Do 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 do. I'm a do, human do. doing. I know. Do 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 do. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway. That's from Rocky Four. <laughs> no, is it from Rocky Four? Rocky Two. Four. No, it's not Rocky Two. This is like that part in Mr. Mom where he goes, Was his manager dead or alive? <laughs> Forget about Rocky. Forget about that. No, it's from Rocky <laughs> Three. Your they're, favorite. They're, I Clubber love that Lang. One. Yeah, Clubber Lang. Yeah, Mr. T. Um, anyway, what was I saying? Oh, it's not a doing. It's just a noticing because once you notice and once you recognize it, it loses a lot of its power. The reason that our – the criticism, that self-criticism is so powerful is because we don't even recognize it as happening. We just think it's the way things are. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. You have this like view of reality where you think that you are undeserving and you are unworthy but everybody else, you know, or maybe not everybody else but some people – you know, are more worthy of compassion. But what's interesting is the more we begin to notice what's going on inside of ourselves, the more compassionate we will not only be toward ourselves, but toward other people. So maybe we already have that hint of compassion where I don't care if you spill on the rug, but I still may be a little bit passive aggressive or I'm not, I'm just making this up. I still may be a little judgy about it. But the more that I am compassionate toward myself, when I do things like that, the more compassionate I will be toward you. Two words. Yeah, two words with a hyphen in there. Radical self-acceptance. Yes. Are you with me? Yes. and Or insert radical self-love or radical self-awareness. Yes. It's like all the same thing. Absolutely. And the idea that when we practice, and this is, I'm taking this straight from the Dalai Lama, when we practice inner disarmament, when we start to lay down our weapons against ourselves and notice that we're even holding, you know, a gun to our own head sometimes, yeah. we're just so hard on ourselves that that is when outer disarmament takes place. Yeah. Do you see? I do. And so it's that bigger understanding of we we don't even understand how powerful we are, Tad, because when I teach these things or talk to people about these things, they're like, these things have not, the things going on in the world have nothing to do with me. Right. They don't even see how their own negativity that goes on in their head then creates a negativity that they put out in the world right, that you creates get a, a ripple effect. Yeah, you get the energy. If you beat yourself up, it goes inside. Right. So the minute that you get stimulated by something, somebody cuts you off while driving, you release that negative energy Absolutely. out. That whole orange juice thing. The whole whatever whatever you are is what comes out of you. Right. So Whatever's when you squeeze an orange, on, what comes out? Orange juice. And when you're negative and mean and somebody squeezes you. When your inner voice is negative and mean. Then what comes out? 
anger and negativity. Exactly, because that is what you're hearing all day, and we have to even recognize it. And so to your point, what do we do, do, do? It's not really about the, you know, what do we do? We get quiet and still, and we notice the voice in our head and start to be, start to recognize that voice for what it is and have a sense of love for wherever that came from. Because that tape could be something that maybe was a voice of our parents that we're carrying with us. It could be something that happened with siblings when we were young. It could be something that we learned at work because we're not valued and we're told that we aren't good enough. It could be something that we don't even know where it came from. You don't have to – don't spend your time doing all that detective work. Just recognize that there is a – you are unkind to yourself sometimes. First step is awareness. Next step is to get quiet, to be able to feel when you are because most of us are on the – go so much, including me, and I'm wearing my headphones all the time, right. that I don't even have the, I'm not putting myself in a position to have the awareness. Right. So put and yourself so, in a position to have it. Like the, And why this is so important is if you want to change how you respond to people, if you want your relationship to be different, if you want to not have such a crazy morning with your children, people always say things like just, this morning. You let our kids sleep in an extra 10 minutes. I did. And it's because they were tired. Right. You're like, oh, of course. I wouldn't have done that. I'm, you were right. I was wrong. Right. I'm like, nope, got to be, you know, because we usually get to school a little early. Right. Well, today they showed up on time. Right. And you gave them an extra seven minutes to, to relax. Yes. Most of parents, like we have this idea of what the morning is supposed to look like. And you at least let, you know, you're... You're not holding as tight as the rest well, of us. Well, here's an inner disarmament thing. We think that if things don't go the way that our brain thinks they should go, then there's a problem. And that needs to be questioned in itself, that we aren't – we don't control people. So your children are not always going to wake up in a good mood, and that doesn't mean the whole day is going to suck. If we can recognize that we can flow with what comes our way – you know, a child wakes up and is a little bit feeling yucky. We don't have to be like, oh, okay, now, oh my gosh, now the whole morning's ruined. That is believing that because the structure and the plan of the morning isn't exactly right, that everything else is going to not work out. So There's no truth to that. You want to know what my words of wisdom is? Is or are? Whatever. Your problem is you don't want to have any problems. Or I think it's your problem is you want to not have any problems. Yes, <laughs> correct. <laughs> I know you're right. We always want to go, we wake up, we think the day's going to look a certain way, and it never does. And when it doesn't, we're like, no, no, and it's you wanna, supposed to be the way I planned it out. And you want to know what this, the next step of awareness and after is? After you tell me that, I want to play that scene from Mr. Mom. Okay, good. The next step of awareness is not even thinking that things that we hadn't assumed would happen or even problems. Mm -hmm. Why do we label everything that doesn't go the way we plan a problem? Why? That's my question. Maybe it's not a problem. Maybe it's a challenge or maybe it's an opportunity for growth. Maybe it's just the way it is. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's not supposed to be the way your brain thinks it is. Why does your child have to wake up sunny and happy every day? Does any human being do that? And and what I want to say to you is I'm not saying that's fun. I'm saying if we can respond to that with a sense of, well, whatever, 
this is okay, then we don't fight against it. What we normally do is when a child wakes up and they're not feeling good or they're just kind of in a grumpy mood, we're so annoyed that they're in a grumpy mood, we push back and we say you shouldn't feel that way. And then that creates an issue. Yeah. That creates a problem. Yeah. The mood they were in was not the was problem. Was not a problem. Me and my wife went to the movies the other night we saw Rocky. And I'm watching this movie and I'm thinking, there's something about this movie that reminds me of the situation at work, you know? Which Rocky was it? One or two? Or three? Uh, one, I think. I don't know. Who's he fighting? Hey, did, did he have a mohawk? Like Mr. T? I don't know. I don't remember. The point okay. is... Here's a guy who's taking a pretty bad beating, you know? He's up against the ropes, his eyes cut. Was his manager dead or alive? <laughs> yeah. All right, forget Rocky. All right, forget I brought it up. Get it out of your head. The point is, when you're down, you're not necessarily out. You know, I mean, I mean, you gotta hang tough. I don't, I don't know. Jack Butler, report to the South Island. I gotta go, guys. See you later. We've all been in that position where we're ready to give a big lecture to our kids and tell them how smart we are and these life lessons, and they totally get distracted. By something small we said. Yeah. So to finish up with inner disarmament, I want to um, make sure that this is such a a big thing, um, and there's no way that we can summarize this in one show, but I wanted to say that with inner disarmament, Of course, you still have judgments, okay? And of course, you still have opinions that are going on in your your brain. But can you be non-judgmental of your judgments? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Can you be Yeah, because they're going to come up. Yes. This is not an exercise in making sure that you're not judging anymore. Correct. You can't not judge our brain, unless you're the Dalai Lama or Jesus or Buddha or somebody. And I still think and they, they probably did too. it. I do. But it's not about, because that's what we get stuck on. We're like, oh my God, I'm doing something wrong because I'm judging. No, the human condition discriminates. It, it separates. The idea is when that happens to go easy on yourself. When you notice yourself judging or going, you know, ridiculing yourself in your head or being self-critical instead of going, no, no, I'm not going to do that. And like getting all worked up about it, recognize it, see it. Yeah. Don't judge your judgments. Just see it smart. You know, my new thing is, um, I again, I have all these words about my meditation area, is smile at your intensity. Gee, sometimes I'm like, geez, you're intense, Kathy. And I don't even think of myself as an intense person. So you're not telling yourself not to be intense. I, you're telling yourself, my I'm, goodness. I'm smiling, yeah, smiling at my intensity. Like I will sometimes be going through this huge thing, you know, as I'm sitting there in quiet. And then all of a sudden the, the observer takes back over and I recognize what I've been doing. And I'm like, gosh, you've been intense the last couple minutes. Not, gosh, there's something wrong with you or you need to heal that or you need to fix that or that you're, you're so, you know, but wow, that was intense. Yeah. And there's something funny about that. There's something really interesting and and funny about the human condition. And when you start to back away from it and not be so enmeshed fr- with it, you it, it's not so... Um, what's the word? It's not so heavy. So serious? It's not so serious. Life isn't as serious as we think it is. There are serious things that are happening, but even within that, you know, Todd and I have had a lot of serious things going on in the last couple of weeks, and we've been talking about how it's interesting to maneuver these serious things within all of 
these things that we practice, meaning that the more that we practice this compassion or this inner disarmament or this, you know, not being so judgy of ourselves and others, crisis is still scary in the moment. I mean, I've had a lot of tears and a lot of fears and I'm no different than anybody else, but then it doesn't linger and hang on. We can, we can keep moving. We can keep taking steps forward. We can, we can manage it. I think sometimes we look at things and we think this is completely unmanageable. I'll never be able to do this. I'm not powerful enough. I'm not strong enough. And we are. Well, and I would say let it flow and let it go, right? When these emotions come up, allow them to come in, show up, express themselves and make space for new emotions. Because the one thing we do know is that emotions are not stagnant. Like we will go, and this is part of my Tony Robbins training that I might talk about in just a little bit, is we can't be sad forever. The sadness sometimes turns to anger and the anger turns to levity and the levity turns to humor. Like we're always evolving even within our own emotional state. So the idea, instead of suppressing it, because that's when you do get stuck, is to feel it. And this is something I'm constantly working on because I'm not that good at it. Mm -hmm. You're a little better at feeling the emotions better Mm -hmm. than I am. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to beat myself up. I'm not going to judge myself for that. You know what? There's There's difference between recognizing and judging. Right. It's okay to say, you know what? I don't have a lot of emotional expression that comes through, but it's something I've noticed. And for me to say, I have a lot of emotional expression, because the thing is, is you and I judge each other on different ends of the spectrum. I can be quite emotional and judgmental of my emotional experiences. You can be a little more non-emotional and judgmental. So instead, it's this is how things process through me, and there are things. Well, and one thing I need to do, and we talked about this in the podcast, so we don't have to go through the whole thing over again, but my... I, uh, usually when there's some emotion in a household, it's you expressing it and I... Responding to it. I listen. Yeah. And I, I, I do my best to validate. And I could be like, well, how come I'm not... Like there's this horrific story that we're not going to share that uh, something happened in your hometown last week and you got really sad. Yeah. Yeah. And you got really sad and you kind of broke down. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, why am I not crying? Because it's, right. it's a crying worthy story. Yeah. So instead of beating myself up for not crying... I should bless myself for being a rock for you to cry on. Available. Available. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe rock's the wrong word. But I, instead of me saying, well, how come I'm not expressing the sadness? Uh, instead, oh my gosh, I'm so grateful that I can be here for you while you, while you get sad. Absolutely. You know? And that, you know, that experience, as we discussed, I had an emotion, there was, I had an emotional tie to that story. Yes. You did not, even though if you would but have. But if it would have been my, if it would have happened in my neighborhood, you still would have cried and I wouldn't have. Right. And these are, these are the ways that I really do have those experiences of emotions coming in and then feeling that pain and then it kind of, it goes back out. Because again, remember everybody, emotion is energy in motion, emotion. That's where the word comes from. And it's an energy that runs through you. And we either let it run, we like back up and let it run through us, or we push it somewhere. Or we've learned how to not even recognize it. Sometimes people don't even know there's an emotion going through them. We need to close shop here. iTunes reviews time. Um, This is a funny one because you know what the title is? It says, thanks for the runs. (laughs) What does that mean? Well, it's because she listens while she goes running. Oh, my gosh. That's But hilarious. it's funny because she thanks says thanks for, the, for runs. the runs. So we give the runs to some listeners. Oh, I'm so glad we're giving people the runs. That's <laughs> uh, from Maine Homeschooling Mom. Uh, I recently found ZPR and I've been uh, binge listening like crazy. I take you on my morning run and I had to ta- tack on an extra mile so I can hear the whole show. Oh, good. Your insights are right on as my oldest is also 12 years old. Your topics are very relevant to life as an SAHM. What does that stand for? 
stay-at-home mom. Stay-at-home mom, sorry. Who is homeschooling four kids. Oh, my gosh. Four kids. That's a lot. I was. I wish I was closer to Chicago. I, I knew we would be best friends. Well, we are best friends. Come to the conference. Come to the conference. Love to have you. Yes. Zen friend. Is that for everybody? Zen friend promo code. Yeah. 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 Um, the other one is still listening from Living the Good Life. Like a lot of women, the transition to motherhood was bumpy for me, and I started listening to the podcast while finding myself awake all hours of the night with my baby. Now I'm more relaxed, more confident, mother of two, and I'm still listening. Not only is the show entertaining, that's more on me, sweetie. You are entertaining. Did you say moron? No, you said moron. You just said moron me. It gives me concrete tools to help me stay grounded and connect with my husband and kids in my life. Thank you for what you do. As long as you're doing it, I'll be listening. Well, thank you. I'm so glad. Thank you. Very much. Um, so, uh, really quick, uh, I started this 18 week, uh, training, of something called SI, which stands for strategic intervention training. I have no idea what I'm going to do with it. Uh, it's led by Tony Robbins and some other people that he, uh, he works with that are really good teachers. And I'm just bringing it up because I'm really excited. I might end up being a coach of some sort. Maybe it'll be next week. Maybe it'll be next year, maybe 10 years, but, um, it was not cheap. And my sweetie supported my decision to jump in and do this. So thank you for doing that, sweetie. And the fact that I'm doing it without knowing how I'm going to use it is a leap of faith. And uh, just thank you for supporting me. Oh, of course. I didn't even question it. I know you didn't. But I think it's uh, another example of why we are good for each other, because we support each other, even when it doesn't completely make logical sense. Well, and to you. Right. Because I, I mean, I could say, well, it'll help me for the podcast. But usually if you're going to spend thousands of dollars on something, it is to do that thing for your life. And again, I and I want to just first of all, take in the compliment because that's what you're trying to give me. And so I'm <clears> completely <throat> taking it. But I want to say back to you that I really believe that when something feels good to you, I don't care if you're going to use it in your career. I know you don't. I'm more probably talking to myself more than I'm talking to you. That's why I mean, like, I don't even question. I go to conferences every year and I don't know if I'm going to quote unquote use it. I just know that I want to learn things and this is what I'm interested in. So the one thing I learned, and we've we've often talked about the difference between pain and suffering on this show, how pain is inevitable, but suffering is optional. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've never had language to kind of explain that further. And the way Tony explains it, which I thought was really good, is pain is when your model of the world does not match your reality. Absolutely. And that happens to all of us. That's what we t- that's what we talked about at the beginning of the show. There we go. Are you seeing that now, connection? Suffering happens when that your model of the world does not match your reality and you have no power to influence it. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. So I just thought that was really powerful because regardless of what's going on in our in our world, we do have the power to influence something. That's what I was going to say. So I feel like there's a word missing. We feel that we have no power yes. to influence yes. it because the truth is, is we do. We do. Yeah. And suffering is when we feel powerless yeah. and at the mercy of. Yeah. And and we all feel that way sometimes yeah. because sometimes you can't see out of your own darkness. So I might end up doing some one-on-one coaching. So I don't know if somebody's out there listening, looking for to be coached, maybe you'll be my first practice client person thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. So email me. What else you got? That's great. Yeah. Um, uh, I think that that is um, what I want to say today. I just really like to give people new language. And I think we have with the 
things we talked about today. Inner disarmament is a great visual for me. I don't know if it is for you guys, but if you can lay down your weapons against yourself, it'll be a lot easier to lay them down with other people. And um, listen to our little outro closing here in a second, but Uh uh, words of wisdom? Um, Try... Try Try not. Try not. Do or do not. Um, There is no try. It's okay to judge. It's just... Judge more. Are you saying to judge more? I'm saying notice your judgments and recognize them as being part of being human and that they're not necessarily true and that it's okay to have them. And my words of wisdom... Oh, were you done? Yeah, basically. Our uh, Jeremy Craft, Avid Company. Oh, yes. 630-956-1800. If you need any painting or remodeling in the Chicagoland area, he's your guy. Avidco.net, Jeremy. He's a bald-headed beauty. (laughs) Uh, We'll see you all next time. Have a good week. Bye. That's our show, friends. We hope you felt outstanding. And if you want to continue feeling this outstanding, go to zenparentingradio.com and subscribe to the podcast. You can also subscribe via iTunes, and while you're there, feel free to give us a kind review. You can email us at comments at zenparentingradio.com, or you can record a voicemail by clicking on the Send Us a Voice Message link on our homepage with comments or questions. Don't forget, our Zen Parenting Conference is on March 11th and 12th, 2016. For more details, go to zengetsreal.com. If you're interested in any of Kathy's three award-winning books, you can purchase through our website or through Amazon. We also do local presentations, virtual retreats, and movie screenings, which can be found by clicking on the events tab on our webpage. If you ever stop, if you ever shop via Amazon, you can help us out by first going through the Amazon link on our homepage. It doesn't cost anything to you, but we get a small commission from Amazon. If you're interested in the tribe, the monthly men's group that I co-facilitate you can go to thetribemensgroup.com for more details. Lastly, and most importantly, a special thanks to our three partners, Avid Company, Tree of Life Chiropractic Care, and John J. Kelly Dentistry. If you own a business and are interested in partnering with us, please send me an email at comments at zenparentingradio.com. Finally, we're grateful for your support and encouragement. We only ask that you give the same to yourself and the people you love most. Until next time.